0: Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Today's episode is going to be quite short. One, because I'm sick and um, my nose has finally stopped running, but I'm still not doing so well. That's the first reason. And two, I'm taking a little break this week. Not... um not the break you'd think in terms of taking vacation, but I'm just taking time away this week, still doing a few appointments here and there, but just to plan out my new year and make some decisions and um, just kind of take space that I wanted to take over Christmas break to reflect, but didn't. And so I made some space in my calendar for that. But to respect my own time, I will uh, make this episode a little shorter, but I did have something special to talk about that I think is pretty relevant to recovery. However, it's funny, the second, not the second, but I talked about this in my private podcast You're gonna hear a lot of mouth noises on this episode. I'm so sorry, (laughs) but uh, the I think I booked in my calendar. I looked at the week and saw that I didn't have that many appointments anyway. I was like, I'll just book so that no one else can book an appointment with me and make space my calendar so I could take time to plan out things and and figure out what I want to do with my life in (laughs) January and how I can make these goals happen and all that sort of stuff and plan out my next quarter. And then I think. The And then just take a little bit of a rest as I recover from being home. And I kid you not, maybe an hour after I did that, I physically blocked off the time in my calendar. My nose started getting runny. And then that night, I just couldn't breathe. I remember waking up and and just not being able to breathe through my nose anymore. And then the whole next day, my nose is raw from how much I've been blowing it. It's just, it's not fun. But seems like I'm doing a little bit better now. Uh, and then other otherwise, I wanted to talk about kind of challenging your identity today. But a little side note, uh, we did our first group, eight-week group coaching call this week. We're going to do another one tomorrow. For those of you guys that don't know, I started a new group coaching format. It's an eight-week group coaching format for people struggling with bulimia and binge eating in particular. And they aren't just Zoom webinar group coaching calls. like That's a very common thing in the group coaching industry really is you get on a call, and then if you want to speak, you raise your hand, but otherwise, it's just one person preaching to everyone else. And that's that serves a purpose for sure but these calls I decided because it's only 20 people that can join max this one this round we have 12 people in there I decided to make it just a personal zoom meeting so we could all see each other's faces if we chose to have our cameras on and it was nerve wracking and I was I was part of me was like I don't know if this is gonna work I don't know if anyone's gonna speak I don't know if it's just gonna be weird it's gonna be awkward and I think I was a little nervous for the first call too and I didn't quite know how people would interact so uh, now that I've experienced it once I feel like I'll be able to handle the cars calls better but it was so cool. I'm, I'm very grateful and happy and excited that I chose that format because I knew when we got on the call and finally someone was brave enough to share after I was speaking for a little while and everyone just started kind of interacting a little bit more. I think we all need to get more comfortable with each other as time goes on, but just those shared experiences and people being like, I actually have had that experience and here's what I did for that and here's what I know and sharing knowledge that I didn't have. It just made it feel so much more real and connecting, and to see that they, it just was a good feeling of, hey, you're not alone here. Um, other people are struggling with this. You're not crazy. Here's some things you can do about it. And there's this shared experience that I feel like I didn't experience on other Zoom webinar format calls. So I'm, I'm happy that we did that. The first call was great, and I'm just looking forward to doing more and more as the weeks go on. So exciting. If you want to join the waitlist for the new group coaching program, it's not available yet, but if you're on my email list, if you've signed up for a free course of mine or anything like that, um, if you haven't, go to my website, benchbreakers.com, and that will give you access to the free course, and then you'll automatically be on my mailing list, and I'll probably release the waitlist for that new uh, group program that will start in um, February. Uh, the launch will be in February. You'll be able to join them, but not this month. So just get... Um, go to my website for that because it's only 20 spots. And I think now that I've done one spots will fill up faster. Now that people kind of see that it's a real thing and it's helping people. So anyway, that's that. That's that. But I'm just, I don't know. I'm really happy. It feels like a program with real people and um, real people, real humans that we can connect to with each other. And that's what I wanted. And it just, for me, Being someone who's been coaching for three years now, almost four years actually now, and um, going through bulimia recovery myself and then helping others, I just felt like something was missing in terms of how... How connected. It felt like I was, I was detached somehow from the people I was helping my program. And it's not to say I wasn't. I was definitely connecting with people and talking with them on the Facebook group, but this just brought it to a whole new, real level. And I'm just so grateful for the people that joined. Like, I'm really excited to work with all of you guys. You guys out there listening, you know who you are. Um, really, really excited about that. But anyway, so about challenging your identity. Before I start talking about myself, like the narcissist that I am, I don't think I'm an actual narcissist, but maybe I have some tendencies. You have to be if you're going to be a podcast host. Let's just be honest, like for for real. But uh, I was thinking about how people, when they're going through recovery, or when they are in the the thick of binge eating and bulimia, and just who they are as that person, to have the audacity to recover. And to want something better for yourself, you have to challenge your self identity. You have to look at how you are right now and believe that you can change in any shape or form and that who you are right now might be different later on. And then you kind of, you make a bet on yourself and you try. And there's usually this doubting voice the whole way through. If you're anything like me or the clients that I work with, there's this voice of doubt saying, what if you can't do it though? What if? This is just who you are. Or it's not even like that. It's not a question. It's just like, who are you kidding? You can't recover. You're just bulimic. This is, that's who you are. You're always going to be that way. There's no point in changing it. Stop it. Um, this isn't like you're just wasting your time. And it's that imposter syndrome, right? That comes up. Um, and so it just—it's a natural thing. I think humans were very good at just believing what's right in front of our eyes, but there's so much more that meets the surface. I'm reading this book right now. It's what's actually the title? I want to actually share the title with you guys because it's been—I haven't read all of it, but it's crazy. It's called *The In Between* by um, Hadley Vlahos. Hopefully, I pronounced her name correctly. Um, but anyway, it's about encounters she had, she's had as a hospice nurse and just working with people near the end of their lives and she's sharing stories about it and I don't know if I believe all of them, but they're crazy, and it's just this idea of not everything that we think is reality is reality, and there's a lot that we don't see. So anyway, it's very hard for us as humans, though. Our natural instinct is that when uh, I'm out of breath because I can't breathe through my nose, so just bear with me. Its natural instinct as human to, what's ever in front of you, you're just going to take that for what it is, and to become a different person, you have to then put your stake in something that you've never accomplished before. And I think there, it's, you have to relentlessly challenge it, right? And fight against it and kind of dare to dream bigger for yourself. And so, something I did yesterday, I was looking up during this week of taking a break and reflection. The big reason I wanted to do that is because I wanted to make some decisions for my year. And for me, I know the faster I can make decisions and plan things out, the more likely they are to happen. So, I was looking at, all that I had, um, all the goals I wanted to accomplish. And one of the goals was I wanted to run a marathon this year. I've never ran a marathon before, but I wanted to. Last year, I ran my first 10K and then a half marathon. And I just think this year is the time for it. So I was looking up races and I looked up top best marathon races in the USA, which is kind of ambitious because I probably couldn't qualify for, for many of them. But one of them was at Pikes Peak in here in Colorado and um it's like i think it's a 14,000 foot mountain um i've been on it it's it, when you're up there the air is super thin it's hard to breathe all those things and i was like oh my gosh people actually run a marathon up this mountain what and i don't i don't think you have to qualify for it I, unless i'm wrong you might hear later that i was wrong about that but you can join and at first The imposter syndrome and just negative thoughts about myself came up. It's like, you've never run a marathon before. You're not a good runner. You're a slow runner you barely finished your half marathon. You were in pain during your half marathon. You injured yourself during your half marathon. You run on roads. You don't even run on trails. Uh, you haven't ran on a trail before, not really. And you think that, and you've never even hiked a 14er, which is what the mountain is. So you've never gone to hike like that. And you've never ran that distance on flat land, let alone on a trail. And you think you can run that. You're even you're even daring to think that you can do that and I don't know if it's it fits the idea that I've after years of recovery and constantly trying to set goals that are probably too big for me and then um going after them that I've just gotten naturally a little bit more rebellious and this year like I feel like I got a lot more rebellious I heard that thinking and I first kind of bought into it but then when I heard the thought of like you you're even considering it and that it sounded mean and something to me was like mean I'm considering it? Of course I'm considering it. I probably sound insane right now. Like I'm just having conversations back and forth in my head, but it's like, yeah, I'm considering it. And, And then I thought about how, well, how does anyone become a trail runner? How does anyone become an ultra runner? How does anyone hike up a mountain or run up a mountain for the first time? How does anyone run a marathon for the first time with being in my position? They at one point have never done it before and then they decide to do it and then they go after it. And this is maybe my moment to decide that and then go after it and see what happens. A whole bunch of self doubt came into my mind, all that sort of stuff, but it's now the reason I'm actually considering it. I haven't, I can't purchase it till March anyway if I wanted to register because I'm not on the early registration thing, but. If I wanted to join, I'm seriously considering it because it's just exciting. Like it, it it challenges me and it seems slightly impossible and it seems so out of reach that part of me really wants to try it because I think I'll learn a lot about myself along the way, just like I learned last year, becoming much more of a runner than I've ever been. I think it will just teach me a lot more about what it's like to work through your own identity, uh, crisis, you know, and who you think you are versus who you're trying to become and challenging it constantly. Even though I run today, I was thinking about it. Um it was just a three and a half mile run. Wasn't, I was pretty slow on it. And I'm just getting back in the groove after Christmas break. It's like, you, you really think you can do it? I'm like, you know what? I think if we really put our mind to it, we could at least. Do a decent job and we could fail at it. I mean, what's the worst that's good? worst that's going to happen is that I'm going to quit and I'm not going to be able to finish the marathon, right? That's the worst that's going to happen is you're going to fail. So all of it to say, um, the personal story is I think I want to do it because I constantly want to challenge the mold that I've set up for myself. And it's not that you should be constantly trying to grow or constantly trying to push yourself. There's a time for rest and relaxation and settling into who you are, but Whenever you have thoughts such as, oh, you really think you can do that? Who do you think you are? That sort of line of thinking. I think that line of thinking is just your negative Nancy, silly human brain trying to keep you safe and trying to keep you away from failure. And when you're try- when you're daring to think about those things, it, it's there's something in it. There's something there for you that you want. I posted online about it. I posted a screenshot and on my Instagram and I said, the fact that I, like the audacity and delusion I must have for thinking that I could do this for my first first marathon. I put a thing of, should I do it? Life is short or should I not do it? Don't be stupid, Jacqueline. <laughs> like most people voted that I should do it. So I'm like, don't be stupid. But one of my friends that follows me, he uh, replied to the story and he said, I wanted to do this a few years ago. I'm not, I'm not quoting him correctly. He said, thanks for reminding me or like tugging on that part of me that wants to do this, you know? And so you daring to dream about it, it means something and you want that. There's something that you desire there. And something I really want to do this year is just fully explore um, my desires as a human being. What are they? I feel like I haven't actually figured that out. And maybe that's a lifelong journey, probably is, but I just want to unapologetically be me and be as authentically me as I possibly can. And I don't even exactly know what that is after, you know, changing so much this past year. And if I dare to do these things, it must be something within me needs to do those things, I think. And so all this to bring it back to believe me, recovery, you, in order to recover, are going to have to challenge that idea of who you are right now and who you want to become. And just because you've never done it before doesn't mean you can't do it, right? And the basic principle of Everyone, before they did something, had never done it before, and then they did it at some point. I was just listening to a podcast, I think it was Andrew Huberman's podcast, about this guy who, uh, I think he was morbidly obese in his 20s, weighed 300 pounds, and- was struggling a lot. And he's talking about how he has ADHD and how every, every day of his life is just a grind to do things. But he, he lives in this way and he's overcome so much. He's written books. He's an ultra marathon. Running is hard for him. I'm not saying I would do exactly what he does, but it's interesting to see that You know, I can't imagine being in his position and deciding I'm gonna, I'm gonna run to do an ultra marathon and I'm gonna write a book and all those things. And yet he at some point shifted that identity completely. And I'm sure if we had gone back to past him and told him, you're gonna be this person, he would have laughed or he would have thought you're crazy. That's kind of what you are in the position of. And you have to dare to dream, right? In order to recover. And then you have to try and keep trying and trying again and believe in that idea that maybe it's possible for you. And even if it's I don't I think it's 100% possible for everyone, but I'm trying to meet your brain halfway because I know your brain's resisting the idea that it's possible so so hard. Even if it's not 100% possible for you to recover, wouldn't it be better to try, right? To get at least 80% recovered? recovered? Wouldn't even just 30% more recovered than what you are right now be better for you? What if, okay, what if you can't be 100% recovered? Then what if you can be 40% more recovered? Wouldn't that be a worthwhile endeavor, right? Can you find a middle ground? And you working towards that process is going to teach you so much about yourself. It's going to show you new things that you didn't understand and new ways of living. And it's going to help you in the long run. I think trying and even if you fail at that identity is going to teach you more of what you want. So anyway, don't ever let yourself or someone else tell you, why are you even considering that? You always have a right to consider being someone else, right? And changing who you are and constantly reinventing yourself. You are not a Disney character. You're not a cartoon character. You're not this person that fits in this box, You're an extremely complex, beautiful human being with so many different wants and desires and ideas and whatever else I'm trying to say in your mind and in your soul. And you deserve to let all of those desires be released and keep going for it, right? So if you want to run a marathon up a mountain and you've never ever done anything remotely like that before, do it. If you dare to dream that you could live a different life where you don't binge and purge every day, where you aren't crazy about food, where you don't have urges that bother you all the time, where you aren't just hyperventilating over pizza while your friends are being normal, right? If you dare to dream about that, you have a right to dream about that. That could be you and you have to work towards it, right? And you um, you have to allow that desire, right? Anyways, I'm rambling at this point, but I'll let you go. I just don't want you to think that you have to fit into this mold and that you can't ever challenge who you are because who you are is meant to change and can change and can constantly reinvent it no matter where you've come from, no matter who you are, no matter how in the thick of it you are. It can't change. All right. I'll talk to you guys next week, hopefully with a more form-related podcast when I'm not on a break. Um, And I've gotten some messages from people, uh, people that I met through the podcast and everything. I will respond eventually. I'm just taking a little break this week. So bear with me. All right. If you want more information, go to bingebreakers.com and um, I'll talk to you later. Bye.